We're back on our regularly scheduled bullshit with some 90s Nickelodeon bullshit. We're talking Rocco's Modern Life static cling on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kid Flicks, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and don't call it a comeback. Um, my guest today, uh, I said that so cool and confidently, just like the original auteurs. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, my guest today, uh, he's a Philadelphia-based comedian. It's Pete Eckenroth. Hey, Pete. skaters? Hi. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. First time anybody's called me a skater by accident. Oh. Um, how are you doing, Pete? Thanks so much for uh, doing, letting me into your bedroom. I'm doing pretty swell, dude. Good. Um, so we're talking about... Um, <laughs> I forgot the name of it. Uh, so it's the Rocco, Rocco's Modern Life, the static cling. Oh, it's Rocco's Modern Life we're doing. That's great. That's yeah. fantastic. Oh, cool. I've been researching Invader Zim. I do remember the Rocker's Modern Life thing very clearly, though. Wait, you said... Hold on. Did we watch the wrong thing? Well, we had said we was between oh, the two no. things, and then we decided on Monday we were doing Invader Zim, I thought. Oh, boy. <laughs> but okay, it's okay, you know, because you know what I did, dude? What? I actually thoughtfully watched the Rocker's Modern Life one, and then watched the Invader Zim one at 3 o'clock in the morning last night after we got home from watching the Joker, because I remembered that I committed to doing this. Crap. But it's okay because i remember the rockers my yeah, life yeah, went yeah, pretty yeah. thoroughly okay. actually i i feel so guilty right now it's fine because okay. I actually, if i'm gonna be honest with you i yeah. liked the rockers my life one thoroughly more than i enjoyed the invaders zim okay fantastic okay yeah. so so to be honest i've never seen an episode of invader zim and i've never seen an episode before last night of rocko's modern life okay so like are so are you a were you a big uh, like '90s Nick kid? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it was mostly like Rugrats and Hey Arnold were like the mm-hmm. pinnacle of Nick tunes for me. Uh, but I wasn't allowed to watch Rockers Modern Life or Invader Zim as a kid, so that was like always like sneaky. Cause it, cause it. Well, I mean, just judging from the Netflix one, there like the that superhero goes through time with his nipples. Yeah. And like Heffa has the uh the remote stuck in his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Heifer, Heifer uh, is very often having things stuck in his butt. Classic. Yeah, it's a classic gag. I assume. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh. But yeah, um, I, I, like this has that very much just uh, old school Nickelodeon feel that everybody's like, man, Nicktoons used to be good, but then they <laughs> got ruined. Um, but like, so well, okay, so I'm a huge, I was a huge Rugrats kid when I when I was little. Um, are you Jewish? No. Okay, because I was going to say... Emotionally, yes. <laughs> well, you do comedy, no. so you're Jewish enough. I'm, yeah, I'm Jewish. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, I always liked that the um, Rugrats kids, they, like, were part Jewish, so we o- we had, like, good, like, holiday Plots. specials for Jews. Yeah, they had the, the Christmas the Hanukkah Kwanzaa yeah, episodes. That's right, yeah, and um, <laughs> Stu um, uh, outfits his car with a giant menorah. <laughs> And that is like still a thing that I think about every holiday season, and I think, oh man, why can't we have something like that? Uh, and then there's also the Passover special where um, you get to see all the all your favorite Rugrats friends be slaves in Egypt. <laughs> I remember that episode. Okay. Um, and Angelica was Pharaoh. So like a lot of lot of uh, good representation stuff. 
Yeah, I don't want to be off topic, but Go objectively, the best episode of Rugrats is the one where they walk across the parking lot, but they think it's the desert. That's <laughs> 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 objectively the best episode of Rugrats. Maybe the best cartoon episode in human history. It's weird. I, I can't pinpoint... I do remember that. I can't pinpoint a, like specific Rugrats episodes. I just remember... Kind of like how you, I can't remember any specific like Charlie Brown cartoon. I'm just like, yeah, yeah this is all... I like the entire thing. I think you had a pumpkin at some point or something, man. Yeah, Yeah, he had some pumpkin. I do remember, um, speaking of Rugrats, uh, being really confused by All Grown Up. Yeah. Like the special, and then they also had the spinoff show, which I don't don't know a single person that was like, oh, man, that was my jam. I, I, I remember liking it, but it was not like anything that was important. I suppose. Yeah, well, I remember, like, the big characterization was that Dill was just weird as hell. Yeah, like, that was that was my whole thing, was they were like, oh, so Dill really, there was something going on there. Well, it's, it's just weird, like, the choices that they made of, like, babies and toddlers to adulthood. Because, like, when you're a baby, you think and act a certain way because you're a baby and you haven't, like, had experiences. But then it's like, Tommy is still, like, the de facto leader. Chucky is still... A nervous mess, and Dill—he wasn't anything in the in the original show, and now he's like he's his big thing was he was like an inventor. Yeah, I remember he had a belt that had a like a there was a fish tank, and it was the dumbest thing ever. I remember that, right? Yeah, that was like this one episode where he's like, "Okay, I have all these cool, sweet things that I'm gonna <laughs> sell in the middle school." I just pictured Dill. As, like, such a stoner, because I feel like that was his whole oh, thing. Oh, he 100% was, yeah. Like, Jill was doing whippets on the bus. Was it middle school or high school that they were in for All Grown Up? Because I think it was, like, early high school. Yeah, because I feel like, kid, like kids' cartoons and show versions of high school are so are basically just middle school still. Like, yeah. Uh, like, I'm thinking of, like, Drake and Josh, iCarly, how everybody's just talking about, like, the big test coming up, and nobody's talking about, like... Oh, uh, did you hear that kid just like vomiting in the bathroom for two straight hours, and yeah, all that stuff? Like, oh, did you hear Mrs. Johnson gave Chris chlamydia? Like that's that's high school. All grown up, <laughs> all grown up. I really want to shout it out. Okay, so all grown up with, with you. you. <laughs> that's just gonna be our segue for the rest of this episode. Um, so let's let's talk. Um, so Rocco's modern life. Um, so you you said that you weren't. Your uh, parents didn't really want you to watch it as a kid, but yeah. like I'm assuming you did. Did still. I did? Yeah, same thing. Like I wasn't allowed to watch that. I wasn't allowed to watch Fairly Odd Parents. So I wasn't. They didn't want you to watch Fairly Odd. Fairly Odd Parents is the only cartoon that ever makes sense for me to not be allowed to watch. And here's why. Okay. My parents are like, there are 300 episodes of Fairly Odd Parents, and at no point does uh, does Timmy ever learn a single lesson in the entire time. Oh. The entire TV show is ta- is Timmy making a wish, fucking his life up, and at the end of the mo- at the end of the episode, his fairly godparent just fixes his life again. He just does That's nothing. a really good point. Yeah, and they were like you're never going to learn anything. They're like there's no there's not even any lessons in this. It's just that like oh if you wait around things will fix themselves. Well, I mean, I guess like at a midpoint with each episode, he kind of realized like, "Oh no, I really Messed up, <laughs> Cosmo. What the? Uh, but like, I God, if you're listening to that, you that must oh, have been dear. terrible. <laughs> I didn't check the levels, but I'm Cosmo. sure that was off the. Ch- Wonder. 
Um, <laughs> but I guess like the that that show you uh, the lesson was always about like, like be careful what you wish for and just like how wish fulfillment doesn't make you any happier. Yeah, I guess maybe. maybe Actually, that wait, that's a that's an important lesson. That, that I is an probably, important lesson. I need to talk to my therapist about that today. <laughs> We're recording this right before I go to therapy, but I guess we can have a discussion about uh, how even if all your dreams come true, if you're still a sad and broken person, you're still going to be a sad and broken person just with a lot of stuff. Now you just have different dreams that will never be achieved, <laughs> like f- fortune. Comedy. Yeah. Oh man, no. I mean, I'm living the dream with comedy right now, yeah, hosting dude, a podcast. That means I've made it. Yeah, dude. You just two friends talking about children's television shows in a fucking basement of a fucking flop. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's not a flop house. It's a success house. It's a success house. Yeah, we right. we are in the the uh, the bellows of cave a comedy open mic. We also could have like sat, you we know, in sat a, on the a stage, nice or we could have sat in our in my living room. But instead, we were like, "Hey, dude, you know how there's that place I sleep? Those blunt guts all over the floor and has pallets in it." Yeah, they um, <laughs> like I think if uh, how there crazy was, if you wanted to film a student film that was like a very very bad ripoff of <laughs> Requiem for a Dream, <laughs> this would be a no, perfect. This place. is this is the room where every child porn on SVU is shot. Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, you know what? The, this your your bedroom way m- reminds me more so of the episodes of SVU where it's like an internet hacker that's like we, y- the people logging on are going to murder them technically because <laughs> the more people that view the more poison <laughs> I put in their veins. Um, okay, so can you give me yeah. a, like a, a, a rundown of Rocco's Modern Life? Because I really because I the only context I know of the show is watching this special and kind of so like Rocco yeah. is annoying to Mr. Big Head. Yeah, okay so like they all love a TV show that is made by Mr. Bighead's child. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in the original series, it's a Ralph. It's in the Ralph. new series, uh, Rachel. Yes. Or in the special um, Rachel. Yes, in the special Rachel. Um, and when they get launched to space uh, at the end of the series, uh, Rock actually launches his, his, his house to space. That's the end of it. And when they return from space... They found out that their favorite TV show has been canceled. No more fat heads. No more fat heads. I oh. do like his voice. <laughs> oh, it's um, yeah, he's a, he's a very famous voice actor, actually. I'm, I'm a wallaby. I'm a wallaby. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Heifer, and I'm um. <laughs> oh, guys, I found the remote. It was oh, in my hello. butt crack. Hello, Rocco. <laughs> Ooh, that hurt my okay. voice a lot. Okay, Rocco. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, okay, yeah. so, um, like, what is, like, what's the show about? Okay, it's about three New Z- three animal friends from New Zealand mm-hmm. who love s- slapstick, <laughs> slapstick sketch comedy okay. going on misadventures. Yeah, because the, the little bit of research that I did, a lot of the people that did Rocco went on to do SpongeBob, and I can definitely see... Like the yeah, Tom th- Kenny is is Heifer and SpongeBob. Um, yeah, and um, uh, something Mr. Lawrence on SpongeBob plays uh, uh, Plankton, and I don't know who he plays. Yeah, he um, might play Mr. Bighead. Like they have a similar like uh voice. Whoa. Um, but yeah, so the so this, I'm assuming it just like SpongeBob and all these other shows, it's just kind of like eh, they just get into stupid kooky adventures. Pretty much. And like, so what's the relationship to the Bigheads? Oh, so the big heads are Rocco's neighbor, 
Okay. And the parents of his hero simultaneously. Okay, so did... So I... I using just for the original... So Rachel in the original series is Ralph and are they next door to Rocco as well or in the series originally they moved to to find themselves no i think they all live now i'm pretty sure they all live next to rocco the entire series i don't know if the son does the entire series okay but then but when mr and mrs rachel Bighead move do out the entire series when yeah. rachel moves out that's it seems like that was like a flashback to the end of the series or yeah. like right after the series ended or something yeah i don't i don't remember that being like a thing but i'm sure it did happen yeah. like i must have because people knew this was coming i guess like for sure. Well, I mean, I, and like the entire show, I feel dumb that I didn't that I didn't catch on to it quicker in the in the Netflix special that the whole the Fatheads cartoon was an allegory for Rocco as well. It took me way too long to kind of yeah. connect it together. I should have figured that out right away when he's like, "My favorite cartoon is canceled. It's been twenty years," and um, but I like. It gets more and more heavy-handed as it goes no, on. That was the only thing I didn't get. I was like, this is becoming so meta by the middle of it, where I'm just like, oh, you're making jokes that are playing off of jokes that you made in passing 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I do think watching it towards the end, uh, I mean, it kind of spoke to a lot of what this podcast has kind of morphed into, which is just, like, um, dealing with nostalgia and, like, what things are like uh, that we treasure as a kid and what that means for us as adults. And so Rocco's whole thing of like, things have changed. And then Big Ed is like, Rocco, change is good. And he goes, okay. <laughs> okay. And I did like that. I did like him just being like, yeah, sure. Um, but, but it kind of, <laughs> the whole special seems to be like, we shouldn't have made this. Like, yeah. we didn't need to make this. And anybody <laughs> that criticizes it for being different uh, and evolving is weird. And I, I, I will say, I I did, like, zero research for this episode just because uh, I just launched another podcast. I've been busy with that. But uh, uh, I am i don't really know the exact reasons for um, having Rachel uh, being a trans character. I don't know the context in the original show if there, that I'm character... I'm going to be truthful with you. Yeah. Absolutely none. There is no context that ever would have implied that this was the route that it was going. However, when it happened, it was not something that I was like, "Oh, I was like, you weren't, you were being big, Mister Big." <laughs> I wasn't being Mister Big Head about it, but I also wasn't like, I was, I was kind of like, "Why are we doing this?" Like, like the, I, I will say it's, it's a little, it's a little bit better than just like. Like okay, this character is retconned to be gay, like the uh, Dumbledore and all the different uh, yeah. Harry Potter things. The one thing I will say is I think it was interesting because from what I learned from watching the special, that um, then uh, like Rachel pre-transition was the character was just kind of like a grump and just kind of like Rocco, uh, I don't feel anything, and then. Uh, after coming out and transitioning, kind of smiling more, because I, um, from what I've talking uh, with trans people about that, that like this kind of just personality change of just like, oh, 
now that I'm feeling like myself and I can put it into words of what I'm feeling. You can be the person that you're supposed to be. Yeah. And I like, you know, I, I think, and you know, it also just played I, into the whole thing about uh, the whole motif about change. Well, I, it was that. And I thought that it was. I think that it, it almost it, it, it was kind of cool to me to see that, like. It kind of it was the this is the poster child for like just because something was important to you doesn't mean it was good for anyone. Like mm-hmm. the fat heads were the center of like Rocco's world, and then he realized that like things can't ever be the same again. Like the reason that he that this beloved thing happened was because someone that was important to him wasn't happy. <laughs> Yeah. And, like, that was the root of it. That, like, you can't make a Three Stooges type shit if you're <laughs> not thinking about beating yourself up all the time. Yeah, like. you and I both do comedy. <laughs> and, like, I'm as, uh, like, I have a stable job. I'm in a stable relationship. Things are going well for me. I feel less of, of the mindset of, like, okay, let me go write some, some self-deprecating bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, it's... Uh, uh, I guess like the it also kind of plays into the whole like tortured artist thing and just like you know just in general what we owe to people that create things that we care about. I mean, yeah. Shit's getting deep. It's no, but it's crazy like I mean uh, being a comic, yeah, you know, I'm sure you can vouch. How many times have you had to have a conversation with another comic where they're like, "I don't know, I think I'm too happy. I need to break up with my girlfriend." I Once ha- a week I hear something like this. I will say I've <laughs> not heard that. Really? But I uh, I will see hear people, and including me, talking about like, oh, I just get caught up in like the mundanity of going to work and doing stuff, and like, it's. I think it's. I hear a lot of the conversation of like, oh, is comedy a hobby, or are you actually trying to make it a career? And that kind of um, uh, inner fighting with you, yeah. with yourself. But yeah, that, that's what our friends Rocco. Um, okay, I think my least favorite thing about this special is the stupid like jokes about like modern technology i thought i would like it's of course gonna happen but these jokes were old like nine years ago of just like look i got a new phone i got a newer phone and now there's a newer phone whoa like that i think they did that exact thing in that one futurama episode yeah. about iphones <laughs> and uh and it's like not even a thing of like i again i don't know these characters at all so i don't know if like heffa and the turtle guy if them playing with cell phones and stuff that's like oh that's classic them but now they have a new way of expressing themselves (laughs) like they're just like let's take silly selfies and they're laughing so hard and i've never really laughed out loud at a funny selfie so now that i'm saying now that i'm thinking about it in context yeah i think rocco's modern life is a dry run for jimmy neutron (laughs) tell me more i'm very because i think all of the characters operate the same like psyche like heifer and carl are the same i get that to a t like they're other than being a cow <laughs> the only difference between heifer and cow and carl rocco and jimmy have the same level of like crack pipe ideas that none of their friends are ever shooting down and, ta- and <laughs> but i was at rocco doesn't take himself as seriously yeah jimmy is like i'm a boy genius i'm a boy genius ah oh, just some sodium chloride a <laughs> uh, dude it's salt <laughs> Um, and then, <laughs> what's the turtle guy's name? Oh, uh, it wasn't important. I don't care. Okay. And then Turtle Guy and Sheen. Turtle Guy and Sheen are like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's like, you had that button on your butt the whole time. Ultra Lord. 
Yeah, it's a pretty similar voice. Out of the box. <laughs> Never before seen. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know. I like. I'm so not really interested in reboots and stuff. Like I, like I didn't even think after a certain point that people really cared about a Rocco's Modern Life reboot. I didn't think I would care until it came out, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah, I gotta yeah, see that." I will say I enjoyed it. I had a good time watching it. Like I didn't really laugh, but it's like uh, it. I these characters are very charming, yeah. but I, I just don't understand why. Like uh, this because you know I don't think current kids really watch Rocco's Modern Life unless they have like parents that have a DVD box set yeah, or, or something. Older, older brothers and shit. Yeah, but so is this just another thing where it's like we rebooted a thing that isn't going to attract the target audience like from the original show but is just going to atta- atta- uh, attract the same people. Yeah, it's like um Yeah, pretty much the entire Rocker Modern Life thing could just be boiled down to that Stakeums tweet from last year. Uh c- <laughs> could you remind me of this tweet? Yeah, so like Stakeums in the middle of the night went like the Twitter account went on like a random rant last year where they did there's like a like a seven tweet thing and it's like why why are people reaching out to frozen meat brands on the internet for validation? Jeez. And it just goes to this thing, it's like we've been Rio, uh, our current generation is being resold uh, resold nostalgia by way of reboots and reimagining of properties that they pers- that they loved, and uh, no one can truly identify with real art that identifies with them anymore because <laughs> they're constantly just being piped in synthetic nostalgia to make us want to feel the things that we felt when we were young. And I'm like, oh shit, Steakums, you get it. <laughs> like, Damn, can that Steakums tweet just be the new theme song for Kid Flex? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, I mean, I. Like, you know, there's some things that, of course, I have nostalgia for and like I'm uh, all of us are biased of things that we grew up with. But it's just like I would be I'm sure that the new stuff that kids are watching today is of a similar quality, if not the same quality that we had growing up. Like like Zach and Cody was, I think, like around your and my time. And like I we watched an episode of Bunked a month ago with a friend Lyle Drescher and it. I hated that show, but it's definitely, like, the same show as Zack and Cody. Like, laugh track, weird, uh, insane performances. Okay, but here's the thing. Okay. Can I be honest with you? Go for it. Fucking Zack and Cody? Fire! As a television show, Zack and Cody is the fucking shit. <laughs> Have you, when was the last time you watched Zack and Cody? Uh, too recently for me to Whoa. willingly admit. Okay, t- well, tell me about Zack and Cody. How oh, was it? It's fucking Which episode fin- did you watch? Uh, oh, I watched several. Um, <laughs> you know it was gonna yeah. be a boring episode when it was like centered on the mom. Oh <laughs> yeah, like, what fucking, is happening? Uh, her name was Carrie. Okay. Carrie, <laughs> it's important. Uh, no, uh, my favorite episode of Zach and Cody is the one where Zach doesn't graduate middle school, oh. and he has to like, go through and like he uh, has to steal the other kid's robe, <laughs> like to get on stage, and the kid's like six five. <laughs> uh. Isn't there an episode where Zach and Cody switch bodies? I don't. I feel like that. Ha- That's I don't the know movie why. Freaky Friday, starring Lindsay Lohan and the Activia of, lady, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. You <laughs> yes. son of a bitch. No, I'm. Sh- I'm. I don't know why. I'm so certain that that happened, or or even they didn't even switch bodies. I think it was like Zach had to be Cody for some reason. Oh yeah, I'm like sure that Z- oh, I think, I think C- Cody had to help Zach with like a math test or something, so he like took his place, and then Zach had to pretend like alibi and be Cody, and it fucked up because they're so different. 
Y'all remember from that the graduation episode though is they give uh Zach goes across stage and he actually unrolls it and it's just a picture of a girl in a bikini instead of like a diploma. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like that was the that was the plot point was that he had snuck a rolled up picture of a girl in a bikini <laughs> into like the pile of diplomas so that when they called his name they would give him something. That's that's like a that's an one of five million things uh, signs that I should have realized that I was gay. Like when I went to summer camp. Like some g- somebody hung up like a Sports Illustrated like swimsuit m- uh, edition thing, and I was just like, "What?" And then like we all just like we're drawing all over it and ripping it apart. And uh, you didn't think to grab a corner teddy and then take <laughs> no. it back to your tent. No, I drew. I like I did the classic of like coloring in uh, some of the teeth, so it looked like she didn't have a lot of teeth. We had fun. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, um, but I. I maybe I'll t- I'll have to take your word and I'll have to rewatch some Zach of and Zach and Cody. Okay, so I, I <laughs> when I get Disney Plus, there, inevitably there is a one line from Zach and Cody that I think about every day. Okay, okay, so there's an episode where London has to stay with Zach, Cody, and Carrie for like a week. Okay, like something's going on in London's apartment, and like she has to stay with Zach and Cody, and <laughs> Zach, uh, she comes in and she goes, Zach, draw me a bath. And then Zach goes, well, I'm much better at drawing fighter jets, but <laughs> but I guess if you'd like me to. And she goes, no, that means I need you to run me a bath, like fill the bath up for me. He goes, oh, I'll go get my snorkel. And then it just ends. <laughs> and I think about that every day. I'm like, they were allowed to say that on the Disney Channel. Well, there's a, there's a great Twitter account that I've been following lately called Out of Context iCarly. And it's just like you forgot you forget how much of that show was like weird references to like Making out, sex, and like foot feet, the foot bottom fetishes. of people's feet. Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, "Oh look, oh I got a squirrel." <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> like, that, I think that that's Dan been Schneider? that's been such uh, a huge reckoning for me is uh, like remember because I I loved iCarly so much I thought it was so goddamn funny and then rewatching clips even in context I'm like. Oh, this is just like them using like they're so like going over the top and just being weird. Like Michelle Obama was on an episode of iCarly. What? The, it was called I think the episode was called like I Meet the First Lady and it's like <laughs> like remember when Obama was big on like being hanging cool. out with YouTubers <laughs> yeah. because uh, to t- tell people about healthcare.gov. So that was like a similar thing. So Michelle Obama in the I think she even mentioned like like go play or whatever her initiative was i can't quite remember the name of but like she came on iCarly because iCarly has such a loyal fan base in the universe of the show and i don't know but i feel like she did random dancing at some point oh can i be honest with you michelle yeah. obama doing random dancing could itself be a children's television show i think and i'd be watching it if that's it, what i hope if, their netflix deal like is. if michelle, is michelle, o- if michelle obama is just like the next like hip-hop harry but it's just michelle what obama? is hip-hop harry oh is this a what? It, it, I, it was a. Uh, it was they used to air on like Sprout. It was like oh, I did. I was it, not. It was a, like Barney. It, it was like it's like PBS. Oh, okay. Um, and like it was like it's kind of like Barney, but instead it's just like a giant chipmunk that listens to hip hop music. Well, and this I like hip hop Harry. Okay, but, can we d- can we do a can <laughs> we do a month of just hip hop Harry? Yeah, dude. Fucking fuck. Uh, 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 we'll Wait, report, this sounds amazing. We'll report back next month yeah, for yeah, a yeah, follow yeah. up with hip hop Harry. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, this is. Ju- like, I didn't think that I needed Hip Hop Harry in my life, but now I'm just... You say he's a chipmunk? I think so. We'll pull a picture of him? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is very important. Okay. So I think 
Uh, yeah, if M- Michelle Obama definitely needs to host like some kids variety show where like, okay, here's my pitch. It's a show called Michelle's Garden and it's Michelle Obama in like a very fake set garden and she just like teaches about growing vegetables and like cooking healthy foods. Whoa. Oh my God. This picture of Hip Hop Harry <laughs> is the best thing I've ever seen. Like, I sh- I don't know what I was picturing in my head, but it's so- this is so much. But be- please, if you're listening to this, please Google Hip Hop Harry. And this is a wonderful picture of an amazing human being. Or not a human being, a chipmunk. <laughs> I don't know what he is. He's just so cute, though. He is very cute. I just want to bite him. I feel like like I, I, would bu- I would buy like a little Hip Hop Harry. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is no longer the oh, Rocco's Modern Life episode. It's the Hip Hop Harry episode. <laughs> oh, oh, oh man, yeah. Hip Hop Harry is like if Barney and Choo Choo Soul had a love child. Hold on, what's Choo Choo Soul? <laughs> you ever heard of Choo Choo Soul? No, you were throwing so much. So I didn't have Sprout as ca- I didn't have cable until I was in like fifth or sixth grade. Okay, <laughs> so uh, Choo Choo Soul yeah. is that like a kids version of Soul Train? No, so it's effectively. I think that was a good guess, though. So I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I stand I was, by I was that. Educated, at thank least. you. Choo 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 Soul is a. Uh, it was a show on Disney Junior. Uh, okay, and she, with a really hot lady that like ran a train. Oh, <laughs> she's like all the board the Choo Choo Train, you all the board the Choo Choo Train. You know who she <laughs> reminds me of? So the host of Choo Choo Soul reminds me of the one human that was in JJ the Jet Plane. Did you ever watch JJ yeah. the Jet Plane? <laughs> oh so I have this weird memory that I will never forget where they're talking about like how planes fly, like gravity and stuff. And I, until the day I die, I will never forget. She was holding an apple and it was like the end of the segment to wrap it up. She, she was holding an apple and she goes, what goes up? And then she threw it in the air, must come down. And then she caught it and <laughs> fade to black. And I don't know why, but I will, that it has stuck with me forever. Holy shit. I forgot how fucking weird this thing was i mean i think yeah, oh wow that looks so much worse than <laughs> yeah, i remember jj yeah. the jet plane being there's never been another little guy like this <laughs> so much in love with in the sky like, like this so so like like it's a, a wonderful, wonderful flight, flight with, with jj jj that's me oh my god i have not had a guest in a while that is this willing to sing along with me um, also, J.J. the jet plane, he had, his best friend was Dusty. <laughs> the, the crop duster? Yeah, and he ha- he was ugly as fuck. <laughs> he was really not pleasant to listen to or look at. And I remember it weirded me out because he had a propeller, but it, it kind of looked like a mustache, but he had the voice of a child. <laughs> so I was like, what is, I, there are too many things so going hey, on. Hey, Dusty! Hey, JJ. No, he was a lot more stuffy. I was like, uh, JJ, <laughs> it's a little bit windy out there for a flight. And JJ Aww. was like, "Don't worry." I think JJ was voiced by the woman that voiced Jimmy Neutron. Oh, I think that's my. I'm throwing that out there. I don't have my phone in front of me. That could be completely wrong. You don't have to look it up if you don't want I'm to. I'm already on JJ the Jet um, Plane's Wikipedia. Page. Honestly, I would love to do just a bunch of episodes about just like PBS uh, stuff because some of it, like a lot of it, is weird, but a lot of it is also super good. Like, do you remember Maya and Miguel? That was like I think right when we were starting to get a little bit too I old for kids show. I feel like I definitely have seen this before. I've younger yeah, it was siblings, like these. T- so yeah, I- it was like these two um, uh, Hispanic siblings, and they like taught Spanish. But it was like Maya was super energetic and fun, and Miguel was like nervous, and so they went on plenty of misadventures. A lot of these shows border on misadventures. <laughs> um, 
And so uh, Pete is currently looking up the voice cast of J.J. the Jet Plane. Give me a second. Uh, it's also really weird because you look up these shows that were so integral in our childhood and you realize that they only had like 40 episodes total. Yes. <laughs> it, is, it, is Derry, it is Debbie Derryberry. She is Jimmy Neutron. Wow. She's cra- She's Coco Bandicoot in the Crash Bandicoot game. Whoa. She's Wednesday in the Addams Family cartoon. Yeah, uh, I. Yeah. Oh God, I love voice actors so much. There, have you seen the documentary? I know that voice. Yes, I love this documentary. Oh, with, that's where the the with the fucking the guy who's uh, Blender made it. John Bender. John. Uh, John. Uh, John DiMaggio. John DiMaggio. Yeah, dude, he did it. Um, yeah, I love voice acting. If if you've listened to this podcast for over one episode, you know that I love doing voices. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let, let's let's get back to Rocco, okay. you know, because I think Tom Kenny is in that documentary. Boom. Tom Kenny is in that documentary, and we're back to Rocco, because I think I uh, like this was also so this was in the mid '90s, so I think this was at the same time of, as like the Angry Beavers, which I did watch, um, and like, I guess Ah Real Monsters, Ah Real Monsters, I didn't watch, um, because I watched. I watched the PBS version, Eight Little Monsters. Uh, I'm not familiar with that. It's not that good. Uh, okay. It was just like good to know. Like monsters that ha- that were like six years old, so they were like big and scary, but they were gentle souls. Oh, that sounds. It was very sweet. Um, nice, I think yeah. it was based off of some book that I didn't read as a kid. Um, but yeah, like the, so, this is definitely the peak uh, of Nickelodeon being known as like, oh, we do like kind of gross stuff. Like <laughs> the thing I actually, the thing that I hated even more than um, the like huh, people on their phones jokes in this special was um, the Big Boss. At the corporation, like with the booger jar, I yeah. hated that so much, and I didn't understand why it was happening to me. <laughs> yeah, I think they were just gross for the sake of being gross. That is one thing that, like, I did notice when watching it again, that I was like, "This, I'll, this is just gross for the sake of being gross." Sometimes there yeah. doesn't seem to be any like reason behind that. I like, mean, and they're really, they're never really. I mean, I guess SpongeBob kind of did that a little bit, but then they got better at it, like. They would do that thing where uh, it would just randomly cut to like a really detailed picture in the middle of an episode. So it's like a scoreboard being like, look at my face. And then it's like a weird close up. And it's like you see all these like oozes Veins and stuff. And, and that was always funny. But like this one where it's just like, Rocco, I'm going to throw my booger jar. And Mr. Bighead being like, I'm going to fuck my wife, <laughs> which is weird. Um <laughs> But I guess like I I guess like Big Head always hated Rocco because whenever Rocco is in the world he fucks things up like Rocco coming back to Earth uh, ended up getting him fired from his job because he fell on a calculator yeah or something, um, but that <laughs> but that's Rocco for you that little shit. Do you have a favorite character? Oh, Heifer, a hundred percent. Yeah, I just like I think I like Rocco. I think he's just very endearing and sweet. Also, the winds have changed. I don't. I don't know if they're <laughs> if the winds have changed appear in the regular show, but I did like him <laughs> in this. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the winds have changed in the regular show. Damn it. But, uh, yeah. I. Uh, I like Heifer. Uh, I think Heifer is just like a, a fucking G. He's just like Heifer. Just wants to be the best, helpful person he can be all the time, and he doesn't care that he's not good at that. Yeah. And like I think that's the important part of Heifer. That he's like, oh, I know I'm not offering anything to this scenario, but I would really like to be offering something to this scenario. So I'm gonna sit here and wait until I can offer something. And he's not. And he's not deterred by people being like, "Shut up, you fat bitch." Yeah. He's like, okay. Well, he's super <laughs> fine with it. Yeah. Um. 
but, but do you do you have any final thoughts about uh, this special Long before we rate it? Before we rate it, um, I I think it was unnecessary and unneeded, but I can't say that I'm not happy that they made it. Yeah, um, I'm kind of in a similar place to you. Yeah. Like, I. I would not have watched this if I didn't incorrectly think that we were supposed <laughs> to watch it for today. But I guess now I'll... So, but you didn't like the Invaders in one I, as much? Oh, I, I didn't also watch it after being forced to watch the Incel Magnum opus that is Joker last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was a little jaded. Ooh, so, uh, well, we're recording this on a Friday, which is when Cave uh, happens. Do you think we're going to get a lot of Joker types tonight? I sure hope so. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. A lot of tortured tight. souls. They're oh, yeah. taking care of their mom. Dude, it was just terrifying that any of us could be the Joker. If you have if you have it in your bones to go to three open mics a week, the whole thing is that the Joker is like, he's all like, I've been trying comedy. And everyone's like, yeah, but you're not funny, man. And he's like, I got a joke for you. But then he somehow got on like the fake Johnny Carson or whatever. I don't want to bring any spoilers into things. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is definitely a spoiler <laughs> territory. Um Fake Johnny Carson was cool, though. I mean, Richard De Niro's character is so Robert. easily... It was cool. I really wanted to kick Robert De Niro in the face the whole time, like the whole movie, which was yeah, important. I, and from the trailer, it seems that, like, kind of, like, uh, the Joker is kind of like a viral star for being, like, a mess, and so we, it's kind of like a, let's invite him on so we can, like, make fun of him. Yeah. Yeah, aw, poor Joker. Well, it was kind of like he, he took no... Yeah, I don't know how to... There's there's an interesting thing going on in the Joker movie where it's like you I don't even really think about this until like this morning but like you you truly don't know what is his perception and what is actually going on for most of the movie. Oh, I which like I that. found to be very interesting, but it's like that was the like the late night thing is particularly where that became confusing for me. Yeah, where but I was like, "How real is this going on? Like, what to what extent is this actually happening?" Sure, but I guess um, that also makes it for like an unsatisfying movie at the end. If it like, especially if it's like, "Oh, a lot of this didn't actually happen," then you're like, "Well, fuck me." It was it was a satisfying movie in the end, but it was just yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but but now is the part of uh, the podcast where we rate everything on a scale of zero to five. Uh, you can be as specific uh, as you would like with your decimal points. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Pete, talk for a second while I get my phone so I can put the score in. Uh, but okay. uh, tell me your final thoughts on the movie. Okay. Um, I thought it was I thought it was pretty swell in general. I, I think it's not a bad way to waste 70 minutes of your life. Um, if you have any interest in... If you, if you enjoyed the, the, uh, these Nickelodeon cartoons when you were younger, or if you have new siblings or... Middle, brand new siblings, middle-aged children that you've acquired. Then, like, this is a, a good time for y'all. Yeah, <laughs> it also it wasn't even seventy minutes; it was like forty-five minutes. It wasn't. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. it was really. Yeah. It was really short. Um, but so on a scale from zero to five, uh, what would uh, in news decimals uh, be as specific as you'd like? What would you uh, What would you rate this? Say, I'm, I'm gonna give it a three point six seven. Nice, that's a good score. Yeah. Um, I actually, so I, I was initially going to give it um, a score around that point, but I, I think I was just really surprised at how much I enjoyed these characters. Like, again, I've, I've been saying it over and over again. This was my um, first time seeing anything related to Rocco's Modern Life, uh, but I like it. I think uh, if I had, like, some sort of subscription, like, I, I bet that there would be some of these on Hulu, um, but, like, I would totally, I would totally watch more of this yeah um 
but uh, I I am gonna give this a four point nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> Hell yeah! Because I guess it's been off the air since ninety nine. I think I probably should have double checked that before. Hell yeah! Dude. Um, before <laughs> actually saying that, but uh, crunching the numbers, uh, you and me were giving. Um, Rocco's Modern Life colon Static Cling, I think, an average score of this is a big number three point nine three four nine five. Hell yeah! So dude. that puts it just a hair above uh, Lilo and Stitch, what? and just what a and fuck? a hair below Hey Arnold. Oh. So weird that we were talking about Hey Arnold earlier. So yeah, yeah we rate. I have a master list on my phone of every movie that we've reviewed on the show in order of lowest to highest score that we've averaged it. What's the lowest score that you've acquired? Uh, <laughs> honestly, from a couple weeks ago, uh, <laughs> Bunked on oh, the Disney bunked? Channel. Okay. It was I could have imagined show. Bunked would have been that one, but I just I wanted to make sure. Yeah, um, but that, yeah, so that is that. Is that. Uh, Pete, thank you so much uh, for, for coming on the podcast thank and for you so much letting for me, me into man. your home. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, nah, man. Just come to Cave of Comedy Open Mic every Friday night, 17th in Arlington, Philly, man. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. And yeah, and y- I, I, I mentioned it on last week's episode, but uh, this past Friday, so we're recording it the day it came out, uh, I have a new podcast called Just the Jew of Us. Uh, so uh, actually, in fact, it's good that I should probably note that um, Kidflix, uh, as of this episode, is going to become uh, every other week. And the weeks that I'm not doing kid flicks, I will be posting an episode of Just the Jew of Us. So if you like my uh, podcast, uh, <laughs> fun, uh, definitely subscribe so you can hear me every week. But uh, hopefully doing every other week will allow me to get more excited about these kid flicks <laughs> movies and not feel as much like a slog because every week was killing me, everybody. Um, but that is all for today. Uh, we will hear you in a fortnight. Huh? That means oh. two weeks. Uh, <laughs> and uh, go, go, gadget and show.